Welcome back to Radio Melee. It's another exciting week, and it's an exciting time in Sweden, Stockholm, I think, where <laughs> Pipsqueak is getting on a plane in, like, not that long, right, to come to the upcoming majors? Is that my understanding? No, it's it's uh, 10 hours, so mm, yeah, geez, I, I guess that's Louise. not too long. Thank you for joining us on, you know, obviously, uh, for people tuning in, for people who are going to watch this on the YouTube, uh, yeah, Pipsqueak is... Uh, is going to be attending a bunch of our, our our attorneys coming up, and it's it's awesome that we were able to get them, and it's really we're we're me and Peepy are both really thankful that you're uh, kind of doing this because you know it's we've done content with like for example Josh Man before, and 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 sometimes yeah. with the time zones it's it's uh you know you're definitely doing us a favor, so we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Peepy? Doing good, man. Um, you know, always good, always good to roll through. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about trying to get European representation on the show for yes. a little while. <laughs> Um, and finally we're able to, uh, nab Pipsqueak here. It is after midnight his time, so we're going to be yeah. respectful of that. But, uh, he said he got a two hour power nap before coming on. So we're very thankful that he's going to be charged and ready to go. Um, if you guys don't somehow know who Pipsqueak is, he's, he's one mm-hmm. turn. He's in the U S he's, uh, one of the strongest players in Sweden. Very strong Fox player that has a Falcon for Marth. We can, you guys can ask mm-hmm. about that Europe, mm-hmm. anything else. He's been working on his YouTube channel. We will either plug it now or later but uh regard- plug. yes uh yes what's the, what's the channel we'll just give the link now <laughs> it's pipsqueak it, underscore tv on twitch uh, but on youtube it's just pipsqueak i got all right. it there it is but that's the Nailed plug it. that's it easy all right go Perfect. check them out there but yeah pipsqueak welcome to the show how you doing today man i'm doing great i mean uh first of all tof when you said how are you doing pp never have i been more confused then when I hear the piece and I'm ready, I'm ready to jump in. How are you? Let's introduce Pipsqueak. How's Pipsqueak oh, doing? Man. How are you doing, PP? Hold on, fuck. PP. Ah, dude, what do you mean? I was do, I ever, like... do I ever have a story for you, man? I remember back in the day, uh, this was at Kings of Cali. And I think you, PPMD, oh, you right. were playing PPU in attorney set. And I walked up to the setup. You know, there's a crowd around this set that's going on. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, uh, who's winning? What game is this? And someone was like, uh, oh, it's like 1-0. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, who's winning? And he's like, uh, Pee-Pee. And I was like, you say pee or pee He's like, Kevin, Kevin's winning. And I'm like, bro, yeah. <laughs> this isn't helping. So uh, I've, I've been through this. Yes, I've been through this. Oh, I, I, I forgot you shared the same name. That caught me off guard so yeah, hard. Yeah, same, oh. same Marth color. It's really confusing. Oh. Right, it's right. Oh. Confusing. Oh, we're going to try and power through this. We're going to try and power yeah. through this today. I think we could make it. Um, but yeah, Pipsqueak, you still haven't answered the question. A little bit of a, little bit of a dodger here. I'm going to put it ball back in your court. How are you doing today? I mean, I'm not doing today. I'm doing tomorrow. It's midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Does that count as a dodge? But no, I'm it, doing it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, my neutral, amazing. I do Very not get hit. Um, beautiful. But but yeah, no, I'm doing great. I've uh, I've been working pretty much nonstop since 8 a.m. in the morning today. I had so wow. much to get done, and then I, I released a video at 6 p.m. and then I took a two-hour power nap, ate some food, and now we're here. So. I'm doing great. If every day was like this, I would be dead. But only one day is like this, and then it's fine. So I'm I'm good. I'm good. How about you? <laughs> doing all right, man. Um, 
Well, hey, you know, you are coming in over to compete in a lot of uh, American tournaments, and I think, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. But I also kind of wanted to, you know, ask a little bit about... Um, actually, yeah, let's do this. Um, hmm. I mean, you're a player that, you know, we we don't get to see a whole lot just because, you know, there's a big body of water between us. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we do get to see you, I think it's, you know, always really interesting. And so I'm kind of thinking, you know, it, it can be hard to kind of gauge where you're at. People maybe talk about you a little bit less than your counterparts in NA. So I'm kind of curious, how do you, um, I guess maybe one way to ask this is how do you manage that? But the other thing is, do you have any type of goals related to that, uh, coming over here? Is there any, is there any type of like player you want to be any, any hmm. tier of ranking you're shooting for with this uh, series of tournaments? Is there something you're, you're angling for here? Yeah. Okay. That's a really good question. Uh, I like that you clarify. So you don't just say, uh, the first part of that, because that's almost impossible to answer. But the second part is really easy to answer in that last time I was in the U S somehow I dodged playing any top 10 ranked player during the entire trip so mm-hmm. even though i attended like four or five events uh if we count like some smaller events um i didn't play a single top 10 player and that was that made me think i was gonna get ranked like 40 or like 30 something i thought i was gonna get mm-hmm. really low because i was on the uh ranking team like the the I had a ballot and I was looking through the list and everyone around my ranking were like, oh, win over, you know, <laughs> win over fiction, win over like Doran, win over Estaday, over none and all that. I'm like, I don't have this. I haven't played these people. Where's Axe? Axe is my good win. Where's Axe? Like oh, 29 no. or something, 32, I don't remember. I'm like, <laughs> man, man, the, the one win I need. So, I mean, I really want to get some sets in versus, like, the, the top of the top. I think that would be super cool. Um, especially because I, I I played them in friendlies, right? And I played mm-hmm. a ton of them in, like, various situations. And I don't... I, I went in to that trip the last time in the US. And I was like, oh, I'm so confident. I'm going to beat everyone. It's going to be amazing. And I just don't play anyone. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> I imagine so that'll be harder this time. Oh, go ahead, Tove. It's not even, so it's not even like you necessarily even, you're not even saying, it sounds like you're not even coming into this like, I want to beat those people. I want to beat. No, I want to play It's them. almost more like you just want to play them. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, okay. that's literally it. I you got like, yeah, okay. I, I, I guess that's not for, you do have to make it, you know, to them in the bracket. So yeah, that is something that. <laughs> well, I made um, it to them in bracket, but they DQ'd out. Like Hoverybox <laughs> was at LTC and then he wasn't at the last LTC. And I was uh, like, okay, oh. sure. And, oh, God damn it. And. I lost to Crudo in uh, the at the function, and then okay. I beat Crudo in losers. So if I won in winners, I would have played IBDW, which is sick because mm. then I get my my big set. Lose game five, beat him in the rumback, and then I play Moki, who's right outside that range. And I'm like, God damn I it, see. still not, still not in there. So I yeah, uh, okay. Of course, I'd like to beat them, but to me, I think. Especially now, because I have so many events coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's decently likely I qualify for like Smash World Tour, maybe Panda Cup, right. maybe. Right. And if I go to any one of those, I'll probably go to main stage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, given that I have like eight events, seven events or something in the future uh, during just this year, I feel like. It's really silly if I go, I need to get the win now. I need to beat these top 10 players. No, because it, it's going to be a couple like months, right, where I just play a lot. And I think for me, the only thing I care about is just making sure I have fun 
doing it mm, and that I great. keep like enjoying it because mm. otherwise I won't like I'll burn out super hard by the end mm. of that but if I enjoy it it'll be sick and then I'll probably get wins you know as a consequence yeah, of they'll that. come they'll just come like the the wins they'll they'll happen and you know even even for me you know the tournaments that I've been to when I was competing relatively seriously you know every time I said to myself I'm just gonna go and try to play well and have fun I always did, I always did the best yeah so I think that's that's perfect and we should probably we're getting ahead of ourselves I should also probably ask you uh just you know to get it uh, you know, on the record, which tournaments are you going to? Like, it's so I guess Big House. Yeah, I'm going. So, uh, Lost Tech City LTC, okay. the like fifth LTC. There's so many different ones. Mm -hmm. uh, I keep I, I won LTC last time, but it's not the same LTC. Different, it's different uh, LTC. yeah, uh, but yeah, no LTC Big House. Then I'm going back home for nine days, and then I'm going to the Ludwig event. Gotcha. Um, and then I. Uh, I don't know if it's public yet, so I don't want to say, but I, there's a chance I'm going to like one or two more US events um, before mm -hmm. I go back to Europe again. And then I will do HFLAN, which is like the mm. platinum event in uh, Europe, I think, for SWT. Mm. And I won the mm -hmm. last one, so I feel like I should, you know, guard the title. Mm. Uh, and then... I'll probably take like two, three weeks in November to just chill, recharge my batteries. And then yeah, yeah. in December, we go probably main stage, hopefully I qualify for Panda Cup and then Smash World Tour. So got you. They, got you. That's wow. about it. So you're heading home after you're heading home briefly after Big House. You're not staying yeah. for because I know there's um there's the optic event uh, with the pretty big pop bonus uh, off season. And then yeah, I also know I, that I guess in Europe, there's also DreamHack Rotterdam, correct? And I think I think like Zane is going to that. Yeah, Sane and IBW, I think. But IBW wow. had... I, I, I don't know if IBW is still going because of the hernia, but uh, mm. before then, he was confirmed. Um, so if I was going to anything, I would definitely go to DreamHack, support, you know, the local TOs. But mm -hmm. um, I think, for one, it feels really silly because last time, what stopped me from going to Summit was uh, COVID. Oh, and yeah. I think I really need uh, that week there because hopefully if I catch COVID, I catch it mm -hmm. after Big House and then I chill for 10 days. And then yes. ho hopefully things are fine, we're good. Or I catch it before Big House and then go home and chill, you know. And I think doing week after week after week in multiple different countries, going through a ton of airports, I feel like it's a little bit suspicious. And then also just like jet lag is a problem for that. So mm -hmm. th right. I thought it'd be better to just recharge that week and make sure I, you know, perform at the ones I care the most about. Because obviously the Ludwig event is like the coolest event Smash has ever seen. So I would prefer not to jeopardize my chances of attending that event. Mm -hmm. Ludwig would love to hear that. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, if anyone... If anyone thinks that Pipsqueak is maybe being a little too cautious, I would encourage you to go back and check out his. I don't know if you have if you have a video explaining this whole story or I anything. Should. But I that, should. But your trip uh, when you tried to go to Summit, I don't know if it, or I guess maybe two times. Which one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah right, times. right. It's been ridiculous how <laughs> how you've gotten stranded places. I think you got stranded in Mexico one time yep, for four I, weeks. Oh my, yeah. So it it has been absolutely chaotic for you, and and it's it's been really difficult for you to get to things. And so, um, the the caution very well founded, and I I just want people to understand that you've really gone through it with your traveling ordeals. 
Yeah, uh, thank you for the idea. I know what my next YouTube video is. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I did write like a tweet longer about it, which is just so long because so much happened. But yeah, I was right. in Mexico for two weeks and then uh, couldn't get into the US early COVID stuff. You know, it happens. And then yeah. the second time I caught COVID in New York, like the day before summit. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> of course it happens again immediately uh. afterwards. This is something that I'm even, you know, for myself, I'm, I'm really coming to grips with is, you know, the last time when I did three back-to-back weekends of travel, it was, um, uh, God, what were the terms? So it was like CEO, there was Gommel was in there somewhere. And, you know, and, and there was something else. And, and I remember thinking, because I actually got a little bit sick after the first event. It ended up not being COVID. I took a test. Um, but it was like, this is really, you have to plan around this. Like, even if yeah. it's not COVID, you know, it's, it's, it's likely. Uh, just with the proximity that you are to the, like hundreds of people, thousands of people, sometimes uh, it's it's just um, yeah, it's 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 really tough to do back to back weekends, and unfortunately for the rest of the year, that's going to be the case for some of these. Yeah, just just scheduling wise, so something we all have to deal with. I think especially because uh, there's nothing that scares me more than being mm. stuck on the other side of the planet. With no insurance and no mm. understanding of how anything works here, and then just being like, "Oh, you mm. are definitely ill. Uh, good luck." And then you know, I mean, that happened in New York, but thankfully I was fine uh, yeah. and ended up not being a problem. But like, there are a few things that give give you more anxiety than that, especially when like everyone who you know and who could like help you through your deal mm. is on the other side of the world, and you're like, "Okay." Man, man, I can't even talk to you. You're asleep for 80% of the day. Oh, what am no. I supposed to do? I'm just chilling here, like reading Twitter or Reddit all day. See, like, uh, this sucks. So, I, I mean, I've been through it once and I would rather not be through it again. So I think just making sure to space out the events, do like two weeks here, two weeks there, instead of doing like one long five-week trip or whatever, it's just way more... Uh, I guess sound not financially because you know more trips back and forth but it's mm. more sound just like um physically and for yeah. health reasons and i mean you are at this point arguably i i don't know if this is safe to say i feel like you it, it is between you and leffen for like the, the the smash player that has been screwed over the most by travel in that <laughs> right Armada. our people don't Armada, know yeah i'm not Arm sure i'm not sure yeah our models yeah. for a lot i think i mean i think mm. if we discount the visa issue with leffen then I yeah. think I'm in contention, but I think the visa issue alone just elevates him like yeah. four spots yeah. about everyone. Yeah, it's, else. it's like you look at a issue. tier list, you look at a tier list, and there's eight <laughs> tier, and then you jump like three tiers up, and there you have left visa issues tier. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, exactly. it was a meme. It was, I mean, it was, yeah. like, it was legendary, legendary so. uh, flight travels, but um, or flight troubles, I should say. Right. Yeah, but you're getting over but, it. I mean, it's 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 always cool to see you. It was really. To me, it was really cool that you had, uh, you know, for example, the LTC win because it was like, at least he a got major. one. You know, I'm glad that he got one in. He got one yeah, in. Yeah, major. Because I think a lot of people were pulling for you, you know? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Um, and, you know, you can you can say, you know, Axe, whatever, number 29, all you want. But, I mean, you know, it's still an incredible. Yeah. Uh, There's definitely a uh, couple incredible players that you beat on the way there, so. It, 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 it was a meme because people were calling it a major before, like, 40% of the bracket DQ'd and like HBox DQ'd. Uh, uh, so I've been walking around saying that I went to the US and won my first major. Oh, yeah. And I would say that. I'd, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, 
it's it feels really good, especially because I mean that was a little bit of a freebie, but it definitely helped just make me feel comfortable that you know I can do it. And I definitely that that event especially, it's like I didn't feel like I, I this is gonna sound extremely arrogant, but I didn't feel like it was that hard. I feel like I woke up and went to work and then That's I clocked LA. out at the end. Yep. And that that was that was about how that event went, and I was like, oh. Turns out I have a medal now. Cool. Nice. Um, I mean, that's that's great, right? Like to be on that level. Like you know, there were there are so many you know good melee players, and I think to even be in a position where you can feel that way, winning a tournament uh, in a in a different region, you know, there's so few people for whom that's the case. So yeah, it's that's got to be awesome. I mean, that's that, that I think that's a really good sign, and I think it's why uh, you're right. I think the wins are going to come. You know, I think it's just a matter of. Uh, you know, of matter of time, matter of time. Yeah. yeah, I I'm really looking forward to this trip. I just gotta say, I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be so fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any in particular, any any particular tournament you're excited about or Ludwig, Ludwig one. Yeah. <laughs> of course, like everyone's yeah. there. Okay, I, I'm gonna say one thing about the Ludwig event that mm-hmm. no one. Okay, I if I was to bet money on something, I would bet money on this. Solo battle is qualifying. Solo battle is qualifying for mm. the top eight spot into the main event. I am putting money on it. It is oh. happening. If I'm wrong, you can make for fun the last of me. Chance. Yeah. What is the format? He, like, how many people qualify? What's the you know? Cap is sixty four for uh, sixty. Yeah, sixty four for the bracket, and then top eight mm. qualify into the finals. So uh, as long as he hits top eight, and I'll be honest, if he dodges like two foxes that are signed up then uh, two specific foxes because i think he beats most of them but like if it dodges two specific foxes then oh, that journey looks really juicy i've never oh, yeah. seen someone like make triff look so lost and mm. also i've never played a part like i've played hbox and hbox is really annoying to play and lose to but I've never had quite as hard of a beatdown uh, as mm. when I played solo battle and I was like a little bit off and I'm like, God damn it. What mm. is going on? What do I do against this? And just having that factor of having like labbed weird situations, it helps so much when you're in a different country and they're not used yeah. to it. So I, f- I think even if the results wouldn't stay there, if I'm thinking of anyone that's just going to have like their first event be like an overperformance, mm. it's solo battle. So I'll say that that guy's qualifying. I'm- I am. I have this impression of solo battle when I watch him play that I feel like the first time you fight him, it must be very difficult. Yes, it's right? so hard because no one does the shit he does, and I, you know, we say this about like weird punish stuff, but we very yeah. rarely say this about neutral. But solo mm. battle plays neutral and then just decides to put you in a simulation where you're like, okay, here's the two things you can interact with. And he spent, like, fucking 85 hours just, like, looking over every single interaction in that, like, scenario. And then Mm. he just sits on, like, side platform and only waits for the specific situation that he wants. And you're Mm. like, okay. And, you know, Hbox does this. But uh, not nearly in, like, as fast of a way. Because Solo Battle is just super technical, too. If you watch his secondaries, he's so fast. Mm. He's extremely technical. So his puff is just like teleporting around and you're like, God damn it. I, wow. I guess I got drill edge cancel rested and, you know, that sucks. Tether cancel grab. Ah, cool. 
that I didn't think this was gonna happen. Traded with my first hit of up air and then killed me. Nice. And it's just like stuff like that. I wow. think is gonna hit especially hard in the U.S., especially versus like slower characters. Yeah, yeah, definitely feels that way. And I, I assume Solo Battle also even against even against his roughest matchups, like even against the foxes who you know, yeah. like he, he has a could beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the only person I've ever seen make him seem like. Um, clueless is prof but that's far from every time it's like mm. every second set looks hopeless and then every second set looks like ah. kind of down to the wire so it's like especially since he hasn't played in a while or like competed like i know he plays a lot on that play and i know he practices mm. a lot so but since i haven't seen him compete against the top top foxes i'm pretty sure that he's better at it now than before because i know that he has been spamming the like eu masters channel and going like fox 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 <laughs> really yeah. i'm i'm excited i think solo battles definitely i mean even even in the covid era like when it was um when people were taking note of this guy i feel like he really quickly kind of got a lot of attention and and built yeah. like a pretty big you know fan base of people who were like oh no the solo battle guy is crazy like he's gonna he's gonna do some damage when he enters a some international I'm major so i'm really excited for that yeah yeah, I'm just yeah, happy I'm... it's finally happening. It's been so long. Uh, I've, I, 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 I thought I thought he was the type of guy who's like, nah, I'm never traveling. I'm just always in the EU. And then I see him sign up for the Ludwig event. I'm like, yes, yes, nice. finally, I can share for you at an event. Yes. <laughs> wow. First time. Well, I want to remind everybody, uh, actually, quite a number of, of mm -hmm. pretty good questions already uh, in the Submit Topics here channel. But if anyone else uh, has anything really exciting, to ask Pipsqueak about literally anything, um, uh, you just exclamation mark radio melee. You know the drill. Just throw that in chat. You can hop in the Golden Guardians official Discord and uh, submit topics here. You just ask us whatever you want, and uh, you're gonna get to talk to us live on the airwaves here on Twitch.tv. So it should be a should be a good time, and we got some good questions already. And before we get our first caller, we are gonna kick it over. Uh, we're going to discuss a little bit about the community boy voice from last mm. week because Dr. Z dropped us. What did he what did he ask us? He gave us a pretty, he asked uh, us. He asked us a great question. He asked great us, question. what would you what would you like to see at an in, at an in-person event that you haven't seen? So it's kind of farming, farming for ideas. And I yes. love it. I mean, I think uh, that's the reason, a great use of it. I think the reason it's such a good question is because, you know, there's a very real chance that if someone has a good enough uh, idea, you know, maybe maybe we could even iterate on it somehow. But uh, okay, wow. Isaac Wacker with the first answer. From a viewer standpoint, it would be really cool to have a separate analysis desk the catchers can throw to in between sets. Mainly, it's such a fast-paced game. The catchers don't really have an opportunity to go on how the players got opened up or interact while the match is happening. I'm picturing Tova in the mic with Vision. Having said, they throw to PP at the desk. He does the slow mo pause, frames and drawing on the replay with the yellow mark, <laughs> and explains exactly how the interaction turned the side tie of the set. We've done something like this in the past. I know there was a segment at Big House Six where they did something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the only challenge is that, you know, Smash Top 8s, and I say Smash because it's both melee and ultimate, Smash Top 8s are longer. You know, like, yeah. FGC Top 8s are usually two and a half to three hours. Smash Top 8s are usually like three and a half, three, I would say three hours, 45 minutes almost on average. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. only thing is you need to really strike that balance to, like, make it not drag the schedule out. Um, but I will say that the technology, that some of the production teams like House of 3000 are bringing to the table. Not that they're new, they've been around for but they've got we've got all this stuff and if, if you watch for example shine 
uh, where we were drawing, you know, we had the tablets, the oh, commentators yeah. were drawing on the thing, oh. and you know, Mech did, Mech did the Falcon Punch, and I think it was yeah. Chroma or somebody was drawing a bunch of question marks. Yeah, like, so, that yeah, was so good. That, that was so, so funny. funny. That was made funny. the clip. That made was, the clip. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. So we do have the technology. We have the power to do this now. We could literally get PP with we, the We mostly use NFL it for memes, breakdown. but yeah. We do. Um, but I will okay. say... Um, <laughs> This is a great idea. I I cannot reveal anything legally, but legally. I can say I can say uh, subscribe to the GG Melee YouTube channel. <laughs> That's right. Subscribe um, always. But um, yeah, if you if you if you have any interest in what Isaac Wacker and at least five of you do uh, has to say there. Um, meanwhile, let's uh, hop over to Terry Martin's answer. Says I have never seen giant or tiny melee run at a tournament, and I feel like it would be amazing. There are just so many stupid, goofy interactions that happen in these modes. My favorite being that in Giant Melee, Ganon's ledge attack on Yoshi's actually pushes him onto the side plat. I did not know that, huh? but I could also, t I could, yeah, I could also wow. tell you that um, I think I remember hearing that some people labbed Giant Melee and they Why had to It what? was people in Texas. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Well, then there's um, two. There's at least two groups. Of oh no! Yeah. We should have a rivalry. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Is this that what way. I'm going to? Because like, <laughs> this is Texas, right? Is this what I'm dealing with? Oh no! Oh, and I'll oh, tell no. you. You want to play Peach? Uh, if they don't. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're thank welcome. You, thank you. Yeah, because Peach is apparently just like super crazy. You just can't do anything about down smash and giant melee. Uh, Tiny, I don't know the meta. Um, mm -hmm. Tiny's <laughs> really weird. You can go. I, I go Mewtwo and I charge the Shadow Ball. Shadow Ball. Oh, it's so big. Fully charges. It's bigger than you, so some characters can't interact with. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's very really, nice. It's really, it's really funny. Doesn't work against spaces. They just laser you. Uh, branching off of laser tag. Laser tag was my scavenger hunt or small kale geocaching. Visit all these spots, gather clues, solve the riddle. Get a, yeah, like a like an escape room. Um. That is actually. This could actually be such a cool idea. Have you ever done an escape room, either of you? No. Yes. I think they're so Disco, sick. You got it. They're so sick. I, I also, I also want to say this feels. I feel like what we, we're really asking for is just to have like an alpha rad at every event that just <laughs> does something weird and yeah. just like hijacks all the players to go off and do something of this nature. <laughs> Dude, even at Summit they could do this. Really? Yeah, oh, it'd yeah, be so Summit. cool. It would work oh, great. At Summit. We had that one year. We had that one year. This is like my favorite Summit event they ever done. That one year we did the uh, hide and seek. Remember that? Yeah, Search every nook and cranny <laughs> to find Kevin Nanny. Oh, hey, that's me. Yeah, that's you. Where were Which you summit was this? Somewhere? Which summit was this? Five or, it was earlier. Oh, five or four. Yeah. It was, it was back when it was at the house. So it's not yeah, the, new, yeah, you know, the yeah, new venue. Yeah. It's the studio. It was, it was when it was still at the house. And, you know, it was funny because it's not a huge house. It's a nice house, but it's not like a mansion. It's, dude, a, it's, people it's some good house. hiding spots. But people, dude, it was really hard to find some people. Yeah. I was like, what? There's no way there are this many hiding spots. It was because <laughs> I've played hide and seek as a kid. I don't go on a tangent here. Anyway, I played hide and seek as a kid, and like I felt like the level of challenge at that particular hide and seek game was much more difficult than any hide and seek game I've played as a child. Hmm. Just saying. And, you know, one of those it, people I think that was very hard to find was you. So congratulations. On <laughs> yeah, I did it. Top player um, in everything. Yeah. In everything. He sees hiding so differently. Uh. Um, Raj Shogun, <laughs> yeah. uh, with our final suggestion here. Never been done okay. at a major. 1,000 people, 500 on blue team, 500 on red team. Everyone plugs their controller into adapters in the venue, and the inputs get averaged and put into the game. Oh sort of God. like Twitch plays Pokemon, but with live melee. 
I okay, but how? <laughs> well, that that part, that technology part not... wise, yeah. How <laughs> I'm just you... imagining that there's some we we get like radio waves, and we just have every single setup pool to one giant oh melee setup in the center of the venue. Not even like <laughs> it's just an oversized GameCube. It's just a GameCube the size of like a human person, and everything is just pooled into that giant oh one. That'd be sick. The um, listen, I'll say it. I bet Uncle Punch could program this. That being yeah. said, I bet the hard part isn't even the software. I bet the hard part is like the hardware involved yeah. in this kind of thing up together is probably either impossible or just monstrous. Uh, but it is a very cool idea in theory. Finally, like, imagine, Reddit can play against fox, everyone. You know, imagine there's a fox, you know, and, and <laughs> you're like, you're dash dancing, but the dash dance is really weird looking because like half the people want to go one way and half go the other. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's you got so interrupted, PP. I was no, extremely no, funny. I, I I love making comments like that on this show that don't get acknowledged, but I still think they're funny. So that's what okay did you say? Uh, your audio I cut said, out. For me. I said finally we can play against, or finally Reddit can show what they're made of. So like, oh what God, we could eventually yes. do, like all the armchair analysts on Reddit, they could do, they could finally put in their inputs and show. You know exactly why exactly how how Cody should have won that set or whatever, and they can That's finally superiority. We can have okay, that set, I... but but will but will the redditors go to a tournament? They, no. Well, so I, we, they I do it from be, home. I think it'd be funny to oh, rig it. So they rig it. So like, imagine like even Summit does this, where you have like all the top players, like twenty or thirty or however many they have there, and you have them do the inputs on one side, and then you have like special redditor community panel of geniuses five head rick and morty viewers on the other <laughs> side and they're putting their inputs in right so mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. that would be really fun to watch and then you have like people cheering or whatever axes popping off and making a pog face <laughs> while eating pizza. i mean it's a good time so i, yeah, I how be... many stocks do they need <laughs> how many stocks does the redditors get compared to how many stocks do the pros get no, nah, they know to what be they're like talking about. Nah, nah, oh, really? Nah. Well, it's oh, the, top, okay. the top players are also doing their, they have to pool their inputs. So it also oh, makes oh, okay, that's yeah, yeah. That, Okay, that makes more sense. That makes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, oh, cool. that We'd is still win. a cool idea. Yeah, you'd say, you'd say you put money on the pros. Oh, yeah. It yeah. would not be close. All right, we'll see what have Reddit you, Have you read a Reddit comment? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Any comment. Yeah, any comment. Uh. Uh, well, hey, um, when when this when this post gets shared on Reddit, I, I appreciate your upvotes, and um, you know, I'm excited. I think these are all, I think a lot of these are really fun ideas. I think some of them are harder than others, but I think a lot of them are really cool. So, thank you guys for the great answers to uh, the community voice. Before we end that, I had to say on the an analysis question with all the writing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Give that to me. Give that to me at the event. I, I'm not a commentator. I wouldn't commentate or anything. Just give me like um, a Bluetooth uh, tablet and then just like a microphone at the venue. I walk around and I'm playing my sets and then between games I just like I look at what's happening on the stream and I just do the analysis while I'm playing my sets. I'd be so down. That sounds so fun to just be the person that has control of that. It sounds so tiring. But yeah, yeah, the good kind. The good kind. Imagine okay. how much people would hate me if I do it wrong. Th that fuels me. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> you're terrifying. Let's get to our first caller. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, everyone that brought in the community voice. And welcome to the program, Kessig. Mm. 
What's your where are you calling in from and what's your question for us today, gamer? How are y'all doing today? Good. Hello. How are you? Great. Good to hear. Uh mm-hmm. I'm Kesig and I'm calling in from Boston. And Very nice. My question today is specifically for Pipsqueak. Mm. Um, okay. So you why Falcon against Marth? I'd love to know your yes. thought process on why him in particular you picked. And do you like the matchup? Do you just think he's fun? I'm so happy I got this question. I'm so uh, happy I got this question. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, right? Because a lot of people were going chic against Mars. Yes, they weren't considering I was that. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was right. too. Fun too. fact. I, I, I went chic for six months before I decided on Falcon later on. So I think um, Falcon and Sheik do roughly as good as each other for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing was just that I think... I think the Fox Marth matchup probably isn't as bad as it feels. The issue with that mm-hmm. matchup isn't how bad it actually is, it's how bad it feels. And especially coming from Europe, the biggest thing that's like a killer for us is just when we have those sets when we're not in the game and you know, you're thinking about, oh, I can't get Marth practice. Oh, it's so hard being from here. Oh, and having even like that be a factor is so annoying. While for Sheik mm. and for uh, Falcon, first of all, uh, I like to think of it as like a ratio of how hard is it to hit Marth versus mm. how much do you get when you hit Marth. And Fox is on one side of that spectrum, probably one of the easiest characters in the game to hit Marth with. Everything just hits Marth. The issue is that not only do you sometimes not get anything, other times you just take damage for hitting Marth, which feels not fantastic. On the other side of the spectrum, on the polar opposite side, we have mm. Falcon, who is extremely bad at hitting Marth. I will not lie. This is why people think the matchup is bad, because they try and play a good Marth, and they do not hit them. They just get grabbed 800 times, they get CC'd on their gentlemen, and they can't get an opening, and they get four-stocked, and it feels awful. Uh... But when you hit Marth, there's no character that explodes Marth harder than Falcon. It's yeah. not even close. Every single hit Falcon gets at like every percent just can lead into a kill. And I think what sold it for me was when I realized that every top Falcon is extremely bad at like different things. They, If you yes. combine all the top Falcons, you create a monster Falcon that no Marth currently would ever beat. But yeah. and and because they're all good at different stuff, it's very easy to just see like, oh, SJ does an edge guard, cool, extremely good on stage, does an edge guard. What happens if you just kill eighty percent? They're off stage or fifty percent? They're off stage. That'd be cool. And mm-hmm. then you know you can kind of just do a very simple thought like that. And there's obviously more to it. But aside from that tangent, the main thing is just that. As a European uh, derogatory, um, it is difficult to play a matchup that requires a lot of uh, like interactions, and especially when the matchup is like complex enough in neutral that you can mm-hmm. get like knowledge gapped. And Fox is the most common character 
and every top morph plays a billion foxes and they will knowledge gap you. And the issue is in Europe, there's no morph that has the defensive counterplay to like SDI out of down air and like reversal you from different spots and hit like the perfect recoveries every time, you know, all this stuff that you need in order to actually get good practice. So you go to the US and you get destroyed by it and it feels awful. But for Falcon, it is so simple, the game plan. It's not easy to execute. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to execute. But it, the game plan is so simple, and you can boil it down so much that it just... Um, it doesn't matter how much more they know than me if I just run the same, like, easy-peasy bread-and-butter game plan over and over and just out-reward you because I hit way harder than you do. Um, so that's the main reason. And to answer why Falcon over Sheik, because Sheik also does this to some degree... I just got really frustrated playing Sheik. It's not, it's mm. so slow in that you get hit and you're in the air for 800 years yeah. and it takes forever to land and you up be on stage and then you're hit off and then it takes ages until you can go on stage. And sometimes that happens like five or six times. Whereas for Falcon, I just like SDI up and then I go higher and higher until I get to like up be a top platform and come down. And I feel like. For Sheik, if you're both stressed, Sheik kind of is losing that situation. There's so many ways you just kind of explode. And sure, you can mm. do the same thing. But the way I like to play, I didn't feel like I was comfortable in the clutch with Sheik. And I just didn't enjoy it that much. Even when I was like comfortably winning, it didn't feel like that interesting to me. Whereas when I played Falcon, I was like, oh, I lost neutral. 12 times this stock and then i hit one stomp knee and uh i won so i mean that's cool <laughs> so yeah uh, those are my thoughts on it i think both sheik and falcon win slightly or go even it's like 55 45 it's very close but i think they both probably slight win and uh yeah i picked a matchup i believe in i also picked a matchup that is better for us Europeans because again, Sheik a little bit more neutral interactions, a little mm -hmm. bit, a little bit more moving parts in the machinery, things you have to keep track of. Whereas for Falcon, there's really only like four things, and you have to be an absolute master at those four things. But as soon as you are, you're good. So I thought it fit me way better, and I think they do about the same, and it's more fun. And I like seeing people complain about a character they normally run over. So, you know, all of those things, that's great. This man it sounds like you almost it sounds like you're almost saying that the, the, the Falcon Marth matchup is almost just more practicable in that sense. It's way more, more practicable. It's so much more lavable. There are less mm -hmm. moving parts, and it's so easy to like everything is so cut and like dry because mm -hmm. When you do a when you're in a losing situation, it's not like it's slight losing. It's always so bad for you, and there's <laughs> yeah. always like there's always like two ways to get out of it, and they're hyper specific, and it's really mm -hmm. rewarding to just sit there and be like, oh, this is the one way I beat this, and then I'm good, and then I just do this. Whereas for folks, there's seventy different things I can do, and they're all about as good. But then yeah. because you do that, you just get so much more reward from it. Like a a good example is just. Uh, Marth Nair is so hard to get through, but yeah. uh, <laughs> when I realized I didn't have to be that scared if I'm grounded, because you can just hold down and like hold shield, and if the first hit hits you, you get mm. shield up before the second one. 
And then you can like roll or grab or like nair out a shield, do a stomp if they go for grab after, you know, like just when I realized that if I'm grounded, I don't have to be scared of his one good move, really. Because I, and also, you get hit by it and you have time to crouch before the second hit. So a lot of the time, you just run mm. in and then held down while you were running and suddenly you're crouching under the second hit. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I can lab this. Now, now I can just dash around on the stage and not be that scared. And stuff like that, you don't get nearly as much as Fox. So yes, it is way more labable. It's way more fun to figure out because the reward is I get a stomp, I get yeah. a grab, I get, you know, a kill. Whereas for Fox, it's like, eh, they can still SDI out. Uh, right. You know, it's pretty rough sometimes. And yeah. it also sounds like, oh, go ahead, PP. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, it almost sounds like you can get knowledge gapped because of all this complexity, but you're talking about labbing these things, and maybe some of the top Falcons do them, maybe some of them don't, but it almost sounds like you might be able to knowledge gap some of the Marth players who might not yes. have seen this or might not mm -hmm. see all of it coming together, right? That That's the interesting part, is that every Marth I've played in Europe the last few months have told me that they can't get practice for me, ever, because apparently I don't play Falcon, I play Pip falcon and it's like <laughs> when i heard that i was like yes this is the sign That's if you can't like. get yeah. if you can't get practice against me without playing me we have done something amazing here and yeah, yeah i thought I, I i thought that was a really nice thing but also even discounting all of the like practical things in the clutch falcon is a much stronger character than pretty much any other character in the game because he will just kill you from anything, whereas in order to kill him, you often need, like, a long extended edge guard or a long extended combo without yeah. dropping anything. And that factor, especially while traveling and maybe not having as much experience, is so useful because I always go into a set feeling like they have to be more scared than me when it's a clutch situation. And that, yeah. that I'd never had that with Sheik and I never had that with Fox. I always felt like, you know... It's it was way way scarier then. Whereas now <laughs> I'm at 170 percent. There are 20. I'm like one stomp, one stomp, yeah. one grab, and then it's over. I actually think it's funny that you're. Well, I mean, it makes sense for Falcon for sure. I think it's interesting to me that you're saying that you didn't even feel this way with like Sheik because you know I will say that in Sheik Marth, I feel like those situations are. To me, they, they they feel yeah. they're chic favored, right? Like yeah. they are. Chic I've favorite. always felt like the fact that you know you'll be watching like Plop Zane and it'll be like last stock hundred percent, and I'm like, well, you always feel Plop is winning. Yeah, because if Plop gets a grab, mm -hmm. it will kill, and if Zane gets a grab, he's grabbed chic at a hundred, which is Ooh. like it's okay. Uh, I mean, so, it's good. <laughs> so I'll I'll say this. One part is yeah. that I I happen to know a lot about both matchups on what's not done yet and okay. the more i think about the future in mm -hmm. especially in terms of punish and what the flow shards can look like yeah i think Sheik struggles more with um a ton of like small punish things like even though you don't true convert that hard from like grabbing a lot of spots you can you can put her in positions that are like uh mm. shake pretty much where it's yeah. you you can keep her in the air with very specific move choices like there's a very yeah. specific up there that none mm -hmm. of Sheik's aerials fast fall or no fast fall can beat and mm -hmm. if you do that up there 
at a spacing where you still have time, or a height where you still have time to catch your air dodge after. It's one of those things where it's like, that's never done now. You always see plop trade. You always see like them coming down off an aerial and trading. Small things like that, I know are possible to optimize against Sheik. But for Falcon, the opposite is true. There are so many situations where Marth currently gets a ton of damage and a ton of like uh, free kills that they yeah. just shouldn't kill from. Obviously, they, I think a lot of people know this already. I hope they do. But yeah. Falcon is the one character that uh, cannot get like uh, down throw gimped, uh, like basically ever, because you can wiggle out and grab ledge at like mm -hmm. every percent, and that is so strong to have. Yeah. And then also, uh, he can. You can't really loop tech chases against him either, because. Right. If he like mistakes and you you can go for the shield, but it's harder. But if you go for crouch, you take more damage than Falcon does. And then <laughs> if and then Falcon's weight is so heavy that he's the only character that you like cannot uh, down throw tech chase. So if Morph is forced to down throw to make sure you don't go to ledge, you just di away and tech away, and you're on the other side of the stage. And there's right. nothing Morph can do to reach there, even on like a read. Like he can't run up F smash. You get the shield before. So things like that is just small optimizations. The same thing from up throw at mid percent or like 15 to 30. If you get up thrown, Morph can't up tilt you because you can force the soft hit. Weak hit that just sends you to Narnia to the side. <laughs> you can just gone. force that one. And you're on the other side of the stage. And you're like, cool. I'm out. Mm -hmm. I love this. And then nowadays, instead, you just get up thrown and you take 80% because they just up tilt, up tilt, up tilt, up tilt, up tilt, and you're dead, you know? So there's things like that where the future I see for Sheik, <sighs> it looks like a lot of work. It's yeah. probably still it's still winning for a lot of reasons. Needles on the ground, super strong, not really used that much yet. Still winning, probably, but it's a lot of work. But Falcon, that is not as much work. That mm. is a lot of just, ah, you just do it, and it's nice. Reminds really, me of really uh, what Zane said when he, when he was talking about Puff. He was like, yeah, maybe I could go Fox for Sheik, or I could do Puff and put in the initial work and then not worry about it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. how I feel. But yeah, yeah. That, that is true. Yeah, so really, I mean, uh, go ahead, Tove. No, I was going to say, I'm really interested in seeing, you know, some of these uh, concepts, like, play out. Like, I'm really excited yeah. to watch uh, more of... Because I haven't seen a ton of your Falcon No, I haven't gotten to play it. Yeah, I haven't gotten right, to play exactly. it that much. So I didn't I'm, play I'm really much, many more. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited I, to see it happen. I think I'll probably be a little bit off, you know, the first few times. But yeah, that's expected. I, that totally but, I think even when I'm playing off, I'm probably a lot better than people think I am, like, with Falcon. So I'm really excited for two. I think I'm seeded into Kadorin at LTC. Uh, so, you know, oh, maybe... That'll be fun. And I don't know if this has stayed, but I know my pool was the funniest pool that's ever happened. Because I had Dark Hero, which is the morph that 2 owned mm -hmm. Fiction with, like... Uh, abusing the things I don't like to abuse because I think it's broken. Abusing pivot up tilts, abusing pivot down tilts, stuff like that I don't want to do. Yeah. So Is it a frame, be... one, frame one more? Yeah, 
Yeah. Frame okay. one morph that just like I'll throw pivot up tilts you in order to get combos that aren't possible on a regular controller. Uh, like take laser, dash back pivot up tilt, you know, stuff like that. Wow. And it would be very funny if we get that on stream and it's just my box falcon versus the <laughs> the box morph for you know future. supremacy. Um, that will be very exciting. And terrifying, depending and on... And this would be viewpoint. before the Kadoran set. This would be like... Yeah, yeah this would be pools. This is pools. Wow. Yeah. I hope they get... Jeez, yeah, that'll well, be fun. That'll look be really look fun forward to, to that. And, uh, I mean, great answer, great insight. I think it's it's very exciting to see how that unfolds and yeah. see more of the, the counterpick meta evolve. But in the meantime, Keswick, thank you so much for calling in. Great question. Got any shout-outs for us on your way out today? Of course. And thank you for expert quick Um, I'd like to shout-out... Uh, uh, May on Twitter, uh, maybe tweeting. Uh, May's great. Uh, one of the best uh, melee themed or kind of just generally unhinged Twitter accounts out there. Highly recommend it. Um, definitely worth the follow. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day, y'all. Or the case morning. Thank have you. Have a great one, <laughs> Late night. <Bye> guys. <laughs> Thank you. See you. I'm so oh, happy right. I got to answer that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, no, I mean, was you old. really wanted to talk about it. So, I mean, that's great. Really, really cool answer. So, mm -hmm. love that. I think people can really look forward to it now. Um, now you're going to get more traffic because I just link you, I link people to this video and yes. say, yo, you want to <laughs> know what I think about this? Watch Golden Guardians. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. We love to and see click it. Click the subscribe button. And click the bell. Maybe click the bell, get notified. Maybe we'll talk to Pipsqueak again. I don't see how it panned bells. out. <laughs> I don't know what that thing does. No, yeah, we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of that one. Maybe our next caller will ask about it. Yeah, um, they'll help us out. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my goodness, I think it's a European name. I'm too afraid to even <laughs> attempt it. So, hello. Oh, I know this. Hello. Oh, you know? Okay, educate us. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? What's your question for us today, gamer? Hello, everyone. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Soap. So, yeah. So uh, my name is Tooth, Tooth. and I'm calling in oh, like from. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like your name, but French. Uh, so I, <laughs> I'm calling in from oh. Lyon, France. Oh, very nice. Oh, very I've nice. heard Lyon. Is my my girlfriend was in Lyon last year? Apparently. Oh, was she? That's really. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So my question today is also more specifically for Pip. Sorry, mm -hmm. guys. That's okay. And uh, yeah, that's what we want. So my question is: as one of the best EU competitors. How have the level difference between EU and the US been shifting through the years you've been playing? Mm. And uh, do you feel EU is catching up to the US? Great question. Oh, I was thinking question. I was yeah. thinking about asking something like this. I had that written down. Great question. I'm really curious. Oh. I'm really curious what Pipsquick thinks. Do you need some time? Okay. Do we need to stall for you? No, I, I've thought about this before. Okay. I've thought about mm -hmm. this before. I'm just I was just going through how I wanted to like start it. Mm -hmm. But um I think the gap is closing. Uh, I think I, the general gap is closing, but it's probably slightly harder at top level, mostly because netplay is now available for the US too, instead of the mockery you had before. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, that, that's one thing that like, Leffen brings up a decent bit. But I, in general, the level is definitely rising in the EU. I think like- Why, why, so is, the gap, why is the gap closing? Because even though we had netplay before, better than in the U uh, in the US, we didn't really have like the motivation to have a group of grinders that played it a lot. And uh, mm. when you don't have a large player base, you're probably only gonna like 
have a group of like four or five people that are like really good that play each other and like no one else and i don't consider that the general level rising there was a huge mm-hmm. gap between the very best players and the people below in the eu before whereas i think now it's way closer where even like our c tier players could take sets of our like a tier players like a good example is just uh, two days ago at a a UK local, a Falco named Mordo, went game five with Professor Pro wow, and wow. Uh, could have taken that. Uh, free stocked him one game. And then you're like, mm. oh, that I don't know who Mordo is. Who's Mordo? And that would never happen like before to the same degree, I don't think. So is that I think due to because Slippy? of. Yes, it's due to Slippy. There's so mm. much more people playing now. And because of. Because of Slippy and Uncle Punch and also our like general. Uh, disposition towards labbing i think the when the player base is large enough we will all just reach sort of like the same level in the eu uh there's less of a like gap because everyone i think there's a culture on sharing stuff where it's like every top player here will just share all of the stuff we're doing all the time to make sure that you know we have the most number of people to play with and stuff like that and so i think the level is rising and I think I can't speak for like the top, top, top level that, you know, Leffen is complaining about. But uh, <laughs> what I can say, and the one thing that has made me emphasize with Leffen a decent bit, is that even though the level is rising, there's something that's very hard to pinpoint uh, about how the US plays versus how the EU plays that mm. isn't necessarily good. But because there's a difference, you have to play people from the US in order to experience it. Which means that even if our practice is really good, I will just be caught off guard by really weird stuff that I'm not used to. A good example is, uh, I'm not sure if you know this name, but Koopa Troopa. Mm -hmm. uh, Very good Marth main, uh, previous Mario main. Uh, Best Marth Ledges in the world. Yes, but also... I've never played a weirder like because I think of the game as like risk versus reward analysis all the time and half of the stuff Koopa does was indescribably bad and the other half sort of got like 500% boost because of the first half and I was like "This this is the weirdest game plan like why do you have this half and why does it make the other half so much better and I play against it and I, the games I'm winning, I feel like I'm playing a O2 player, and the games I'm losing, I'm like, what is going on? Why am I getting too stocked by this? What? <laughs> and you, even though the level has increased in the EU, that gap still exists. Like that is still a thing I experience where I'll play like Triff, and I'll get a lot out of it, or I'll play like Solo Battle or something. I'll get a lot out of it, and then I'll play a peach from the US. Like I played Wally. And actually mm. lost to Wally at a local uh, before mm. he got famous for uh, for beating Sane. I, I I lost to him before it was cool. You pioneer, right, uh, right. I nice. know, I know. Um, Real trendsetter. And I, and I was like, what am I playing against? I've never seen someone just hold forward for the entire set and like never, ever sit still and just always hold forward. And I was like, what's going on? I'm so stressed. And like, if I had played against that style, because I don't think it's actually like that good versus Fox, because he's very good at running away, but yeah. I wasn't prepared for it. It worked versus me, 
Who the, who am I to say it's not good? But I couldn't practice against it because, you know, Triff, extremely patient. Sharp, the second best peach right now, extremely patient. Fault, third best peach right now, extremely patient. Go to the US, first peach I play, all in, baby, all in. We're running in every stock. And I'm like, God damn it. I... <sighs> and so I, I understand Leffen there, but the general level is definitely rising and the gap is much smaller now. So to sum it all up, I think what I've realized is if you want to reach like top 50, lower top 50 or top easy top 100, lower top 50, uh, it's way easier now in the EU than it ever was before. It's so, I don't want to say free, but the the like road is paved for you and all of the resources are there and the people you need to play with are there. And as long as you play them and reach like a top 15 EU level, top 20 EU level, and then travel to the US, you will reach that point probably. Like I think it doesn't take that many events in the US for you to like get over the inexperience of playing you as players and take what you've learned in the EU and then get rank 45 or 50 or something. And that's cool. But then you will probably have to spend some time in the US and play the top players from the US in order to take the rest. But I still think that's way better than before when you had five people from the EU that were relevant and then you had no yeah. one under. Right. <laughs> yeah. You guys have come How a long much? way. How much of, you know, American players being, you know, unorthodox, weird to fight, I wonder how much of that is, is just, you know, maybe quantity. And, and what I mean by yes. that is just, there's just a lot of American yes. players. So like, you know, there's like, I would say That's the it. average teach over here is, 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 you know, plays pretty more patient on average probably than just running in. But you're going to yes. run into some weird edge cases. Yeah. So I guess, the, I guess. I, yeah. I, I, I have a conjecture on this, which is that okay. I think it's I think it's um, in the EU all of the top players trained each other, but mm. you uh. and the issue is we don't have isolated communities where people inside that community trained trained each other and then went out and played everyone else. The whole of EU is one community with one set play style that is proven to succeed. Uh, like if you're at a local and your best player plays in a certain way, your lower rank players are going to tend towards yeah. that play style. Yeah. And that phenomenon happens on a much grander scale in the EU. Whereas in the Oh go ahead. Sorry. Whereas in the US you have so many more players and so many more communities of top players or like good players, not necessarily top, top players, but good players that basically only play their friends or like a small group outside, maybe don't travel that much, that they form their own like niche. And then everyone under them slowly gets some of their like habits and their styles. And then they bring like a weird mishmash to the larger events. And sure, they might... I think a good example is like uh, Moki. I think Moki started out mm -hmm. like this and then now has like extremely optimized flow charts and super strong punishes and stuff, but he still has that like that that flavor uh, mm -hmm. f f from being a little bit weird when you started. And like you can you can add on all the flow charts later, but you can it's, I think it's harder to add on this like culture and yeah. uh, maybe like uh, identity from where you started afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's my conjecture for why it happens. Do you mm -hmm. think there's any connection 
with what you said earlier about the EU players being willing to share, right? So instead of you trying to figure it out on your own or like watch videos or, or talk to some people about it, the top players are like, well, hey, this is what I do. This is, and you'll see it works if you do it. And so like, well, I could spend time trying to do that or, you know, it, it, they're already do, everyone's already doing this in the EU to get everyone better. You know, why would I do anything different? Do you think there's any so, of that? So I would say that this would be true if I wanted to uh, make the EU feel good. But unfortunately, I don't think that's exactly it, because okay. there are probably more people in total in the U.S. that are doing this. So if you want to mm. look for resources, there's probably more U.S.-based resources than there are EU-based resources in total. However, the culture in EU has always been, I don't want to say defeatist, but we've always been the underdogs. Mm -hmm. And when you start with that mindset, I think it quickly becomes ingrained that if you want to become someone good, if you want to actually do something in the game, you have to do everything to like mm, get to that level. I so see. I think that added pressure of feeling like an underdog means that there's more people um, taking in those resources. And because of how culture works, right, even if not everyone in a scene does, I think eventually if enough people in a scene does, everyone else will just absorb that mindset through osmosis pretty right, much. Right. So I think that's largely it. I don't think it's necessarily that we share more. It's just that we have more, we have a culture where people want to partake more because they feel like that's how they're going to make it and actually like get something done. And I say this as someone who went through that exact thing. Like that, mm -hmm. that is me to a T. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And it almost makes the case of solo battle that much more interesting, right? Who just does everything, you know, it seems like his own way. Who just forget all that. <laughs> I mean, maybe you have nah. to if you're tough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Solo Battle has talked a lot with other Puffs, and there there used to be a blog called Alex Puff Stuff, which I know they read mm -hmm. through a ton and, like, stole concepts from and stuff. But, um, I mean, once you reach a certain level, you will just lab on your own. Right. Like, I lab right. a ton, yeah. and, like, that, yeah. that, that's sort of... That's the natural conclusion of that. When you decide that you're going to do everything in your power... At the yep. start, even if it's not super character specific, because we didn't have that many like puffs maybe in Europe, right? Even if it's not super character specific, you become a good player and you steal all of the concepts you can, and then you say, "Oh, let me just lab all the broken stuff with my character to make sure that I win when I should win, uh, even when I'm playing bad." And w then you say, "Why has no one else done this?" And that dopamine hit makes you do it more and more, and. Um, I think you realize you can gap people. You can knowledge yeah, gap or execution gap. That's it. There's nothing more satisfying mm -hmm. than coming mm -hmm. from penguin country in <laughs> the other side of the world. And you go to the US and you, no one's ever heard your name. or they All they've heard are the whispers in the dark Ooh. where people are like, solo battle is so good. And like everyone, when they say that, you know, that could mean anything. That could mean anything. Right. There's no level that so good describes. So they come to the US and just gap everyone and you're like oh I guess they're amazing and there's mm -hmm. nothing that feels better than gapping people like that so yeah that, uh, you're right on that one mm -hmm. I'm sure that like especially for people like uh, I'm sure Amsa and you know I'm sure he extensively you know <laughs> that, Amsa still, loves that still sure. does probably literally still does yeah. uh, so that, 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 that does sound extremely and 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 coming back to the earlier question, it, this now it makes total sense to me why you're a strong believer in Falcon Marth. 
Yeah, I think it just, it just fits the bill. It literally, it, I think that is the that is the kind of matchup you play if yeah. you know this is the sort of thing you want to push, which I think is exactly. Cool. Yeah. So that 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 is one hundred percent it. I, again, I think Sheik does about as well, or maybe even a little bit better. But I don't care because it doesn't fit me the same way. Right. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's very very cool. PB, did you feel like I uh, just as a as a. Mm-hmm. You know, because, okay, yeah, nowadays, nowadays, right. uh, like Pip said, there's less regional specialization and things like right. that. But, you know, back in the day, obviously, before Netplay was invented and stuff, you know, you would see this. You would see discrepancies in regional styles. Oh, yeah. Like, like way more than you do these days, right? And, and so yeah. did you feel like you did this to a certain extent? Because I remember when you were kind of exploding onto the scene, it, it felt like you were presenting... a. I don't know how to describe it, but like a play style or like a, you know, there was something about, I think, your Falco at first and then later the Marth, but but it felt like you were hitting people these gaps, if that makes sense. Does that? Yeah. Do you, res- and, do you resonate with this at all? Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I didn't have the same level of separation, uh, you know, that, that Leffen might have had, but I had my own separation in that, you know, yeah. I was still far away from higher level players in the state and then once i was the and best were... player in my state then there then it was very far away from people i could get good practice <laughs> right. from didn't have net play then even the delay based and, and there so were I... way fewer majors people yes. remember there were way fewer majors so you're also playing those plus often you're playing yeah. armada once a year maybe twice a year maybe. right right and so i you know i spent time uh doing analysis and coming up with my own solutions to things so it, it is similar in a way i mm-hmm. we didn't really know how to lab or practice or anything back then but i had analysis and that was my thing i knew how to do and so i would say okay well there's this thing and it's hard or this thing combined with this thing and it's hard so what if what if i did this or what if i did this or what if i went here first and did this and then it turned into stuff that you would see later but it, you know that was the continuous process and so i think it's different today, and I think it's more holistic today, which is cool. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been something that I th- it's it's always really gratifying to see someone who can put all of their stuff together like that because I could certainly resonate with it. Shadow boxing, yes, That's sir. I remember, I remember <laughs> yeah. reading through the shadow boxing thread. The shadow yeah. boxing, yeah. yeah, yeah. I always think about your shadow boxing thread when I do actual shadow boxing. Which I <laughs> do right, a lot of you do days. that, yeah, yeah. I do do that, yes, yeah. That'd be I an do just things to discuss. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, well, I know this was this was a question for Pip, so I, I don't really have a way to to carry this forward. So I know we have another caller waiting, so I'll just say thank you so much, uh, too, for calling in. I know it's very late over there in Lyon. Uh, you got any oh, yeah, shout true. outs? Uh, I don't know if he's done a power nap before he called in. So, <laughs> good night. <laughs> yeah, good night. And do you have any shout outs for us on your way out today? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your answers. It was really interesting. And uh, yeah, I have a few shout outs. Uh, first of all, uh, to the French uh, melee community as a whole, and Hell also the sub communities yeah. like uh, Smash Lyon, the mana community, Absolute Homies. Uh, special shout out to my, to my homie Shotwin and uh, to the Samus RD Discord. Mm. Great resources oh, cool. over there. And uh, also, shout out to hopping into a sauna before grand finals oh, <laughs> of yes. a tournament. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> and then still having to wait for like 30 minutes before I got to play. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah, oh. I'm sure people will explain this one to you guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh. anyway, I'm off to bed. 
and uh, <laughs> good night. Good. Sleep well. Good night. Night. Thank you for your question. Nice show. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Awesome. See you. See you around, Toof. See ya. See ya. So, sauna? Yeah. Uh, yeah there, we'll say. Or there. Uh, you know Smash Camp? I'll speed run this uh, oh, right. so we can take more calls. But you know Smash Camp? We have a Swedish thing uh, called Festa, which is uh, party in Swedish. Mm. And yeah. uh, it takes place on a small island in the archipelago uh, where we ferried CRTs there and then booked half the island for just the Smashers and then had 150 cool. people there for a full week. Wow. Uh, wow. And... There's another one next year announced. You can check, I think, I, I don't remember the official Twitter, but I retweeted it. So you can check my Twitter to see what I retweeted right before <laughs> this. But um, yeah, last time I, uh, we had so many floaties. Vincent came from the US, if you know who that is. Uh, we had like yeah. Sharp and Dady and yeah. Fout. And we, we only had floaties. And there were like, it was only P... Peach and Samus, those all the floaties. And that matchup takes eight minutes. And it's not yeah. that they're timing each other out. It just takes eight minutes right. in order to hit each other <laughs> that many times. So I got to winner finals. No, I got to grants. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll take, I'll go to the sauna. And then I forgot the time. And I was in there for two hours, just going out, like uh, taking a swim, going back into the sauna, taking a swim, going back in the sauna. And then when I was really relaxed, I went back to the tournament that I was playing and it was still like loser semis. And I was so confused. And then I sit there and I'm like, okay, I guess it's 30 minutes until I play. That's crazy. And yeah, that's what happened. Uh, I had, I got to watch the coolest thing I've seen in Melee in ages where Dady, the best Samus in Europe, uh, played Iakim, which is the best morph against Samus in Europe because they're from oh. the same region and play constantly. Yeah. And uh, they had decided to reverse main without telling anyone. <laughs> and I was sitting next to them and I was so confused because they're both good players with both characters. So it's kind of hard to tell. And they were obviously playing each other's colors, right? Mm. So I was so oh, confused wow. when the Samus would die and I look at Dady's hands. Mm. And they are shmoving. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? That was an experience. Sorry, okay, I've speed ran it. That oh is the story. God. It was amazing. Beautiful. Europe tournaments are terrifying, is what I've learned. They will they will forge you in fire. Dady is, uh, is an awesome player, by the way. Yeah. I've always been a really big fan of uh Dady had um I don't I don't know if Dady still plays anymore. Okay. This is for Dady because he's a very good okay. friend of mine. We were actually talking yeah. earlier today. Uh, yeah. He's looking for a box. If anyone has a box or anything of that type and want to sell it to oh, Dady, LBX. give LBX. it to Dady. Because, I, I got yeah, my video like out. I got to plug it. The drug food I'll be at. Listen, thing is amazing. I have, dude, they sent me one. Okay. I've been practicing slowly nice. on it. I haven't, obviously, I've got a lot of other things. Nice. My focus. This thing is awesome and you can just buy it. You can just buy it. It's great. It's actually like less than 200 bucks. Uh, they sent me, you're not going to get this probably, but they sent me a special oh. custom Golden Guardians edition, Beautiful. which is amazing. Um, it feel, The buttons feel amazing. If he wants a box, he should go to the Junk Food website and buy an LBX. It's, Does it have the same, is it like the same control scheme and everything as I'm both the box team. and frame one? Cool, yep. cool. Nice. Yep. I, installed then, yeah. the, I installed the Haystacks firmware. Which is supposed mm. to be, you know, the good stuff. One to one. So I yeah. got, which takes, I don't know, it takes thirty minutes to do. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. What I recommend. Then, regardless, 
in case he's really, really lazy, which could be the case, if someone has one they don't want to use, send me a DM. I will uh, take this information to Dady. I need him to play the game more, but uh, he unfortunately has had hand problems since before he started Melee. Fun oh. short story. Played StarCraft 2 for like four years and got extremely oh. high ranked there. Destroyed his hands, wasn't allowed to touch gaming for like a year plus, and then his hands healed and he was like, it's time. We're mm. picking an easier game. Let's play Melee. And now he can't play Fox or any of the like fast characters in Melee. And so he wants to switch from Samus, but can't handle it with his hands. So he needs a box. So someone help him out. Help my guy out. Wow. Is that why he picked Samus? He, he wants to play a... A little Listen. bit, but also he thinks he thinks Samus' movement is, is really cool. He started as yeah. a Luigi main. He actually started oh. as a Luigi main and then played uh, someone who was so good in that matchup, he said, it's fucking impossible. I can't play this matchup. And then he picked yeah. Samus out of spite, and then he won, and then he played Samus for the rest of his days. <laughs> really funny, by the way. I Dude, I, I just, sorry to continue with this tangent, but I always think it's really funny when, like, you know, Gadden players, or, 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 okay, yeah, like, Luigi players were like, I've had enough of playing these horrible matchups with <laughs> Luigi. This mid-tier who can't get it done at the highest level. I'm going to switch to Samus. They, like, go up a little Arguably bit. one spot down on the tier list. Or, yeah, like, literally, or like, two. uh, yeah, I mean, okay, you, you move, basically you moved sideways. Yeah. <laughs> basically lateral movement for all intents and purposes of the tier list. Like, great. Well done. Okay, whatever, whatever. Dady's super cool. I, I was at Air, and uh, Dady had the the against uh, Professor Pro that I thought yeah. was very, very impressive. Uh, and then finally went down to Ice. But I'll remember. I remember watching Dady Samus in person and just being like, "Man, this player is the real deal. This player is super." He's good. still just as good, by the way. And he, it, it's crazy. He he because he had worse tech skill than everyone else, and now he just randomly has like as good tech skill as back then, but he just like mm. reads your soul eight times and he has a decent punish game better than way, way better than before. And then he just yeah. kills you and you're like, okay, okay. Wow. I, I didn't know this character existed. I, what do I do? <laughs> I miss Samus. Well, anyway, um, no, that's, that's super cool. Uh, and I think we got time for one more caller. Do we? Yeah. One more. All right. Let's get we our last time. caller of the, of the, of the program on. And it's key Sam. Key Sam, where are you calling in from? And what is your, Pause, champ. What's your question? Pause, champ. Hello, hello. 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 Hi. Um, so I'm calling in from New Jersey, uh, the Jersey Shore, actually, to be specific. Ooh. Hell yeah. What's your question for us today from the Jersey Shore? I hope it's about the situation. Wait, let me just, uh, I'm getting some feedback. I apologize. Give me one second. All okay. Right. Yeah, no yeah. So my question, um, so it's specifically for Pip, and mm -hmm. it kind of follows what you guys were just talking about, uh, more about like the prep side of being a, a player, uh, specifically a top player in Melee. And I've been thinking about how Melee kind of, at least to me, it seems like a lot of small games packaged into one game. Like just for instance, there's the work that you do at home, like prep, uh, lab work, there's in-game adjustments that you make. You guys went over a lot of like what your process is um, at home, like the work that you do before you get to a match. But I'm really interested to hear like how you practice um, those in-game adaptations. And also just as kind of like a little side question, do you think maybe top level foxes have a bit of a harder time with this issue specifically because paradoxically, because there's so many resources for Fox, you yes. can answer so many of the questions at home and not have to make 
those decisions in, uh, in the game. And then when you're presented with it, which eventually when you reach some level, you will, it can become a problem. Yeah, I, I actually think exactly that almost word for word. Um, so that's a really good question. Again, I'm really happy that we've gotten 10 out of 10 questions. Mm -hmm. like, we are one really after each other. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I think that's completely a problem. Maybe it's not that they are that they studied all at home. It's more that everything Fox does like has such a wide range of um, application. Just like every move does so much that when you when someone threads the needle and goes in between your cracks in your game plan and you are forced to do something on the fly, it's more like analysis paralysis where there are so many options yeah. you can pick from that you end up like. Uh, you you might be like, oh, I could do up tilt, I could do dash back grab, I could do nair, I could do CC shine, I could do fall jump uh, up air, like falling, I could do, you know, there's so many options at all times that in the moment, I definitely think for the foxes that, <laughs> the, the non-European foxes, uh, I think this is more of a problem because I think if you had the labbing mindset where you just wanted to find the best thing all the time, always, it doesn't really matter how many options you have because you're so used to just like discounting all of them until you reach the best one. But for everyone else that just sort of, I don't want to say like cruised to that level, but maybe went more by intuition and stuff like that, I think it's a larger problem. The issue is I think every fox is affected by it in the middle of a set, but I think it's more likely that I can, like, add it to my game later. Which brings me to my second part of that answer, which is that I don't think it's that you run out of things at home that you can practice. I think in general that mid-set adaptations only happen when the gap between your opponent and you and both of your knowledge is small enough that um, they don't, like run you over because melee is a very unique game where as soon as you reach enough of a knowledge gap it doesn't matter if they make the small adjustments because the mental stack favorite term ever by the way mm -hmm. uh, the mental stack is so in their favor that even if you make the adjustment in order to you know figure out what you have to beat and stuff the effort you're spending on that slows you down and generally, that's where people start flubbing and spaghetti starts happening and all that. But as soon as you reach that point, I feel like if the gap is even slightly too large, you just get ran over. Um, but because of that, I think it's not that top players have this unique power to adapt mid-set that other people don't have, even if it looks that way. I think it's more that when you reach a point where the gap between you and your opponent can't be that large because you're just so comfortable technically. You can just always move. You can just always execute. You will. You won't hit the point where you get ran over, and then you can just spend that extra mental energy on making the adjustments. And then the interesting part to me is that I don't think those adjustments just happen during the set i think they're almost always things that you know people have thought about at home but like you have a you have a you have a theory or like you 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 have met the problem before i don't think anyone is adapting mid-set to something that they haven't played against or seen or thought about before i don't think that's really happening to on a large scale i think it happens on a small scale 
maybe subconsciously, maybe consciously, but I, I don't think it happens like with large game plan changes. So I definitely think that no matter which character you play, it starts at home and or rather it it's it starts when you lose. It starts when you play a top player and they do something you don't have an answer to. And maybe you ha you figure out two answers, and then there's four things that they gap you with, like that you don't have time to figure out. And then you figure that out at home, and the next time you play them, you have six out of however many things they have, you know, above you that they beat you with. You you have six of them figured out, and then you just like build up until you're close enough that both of you are presenting each other with those new things that you aren't used to. And then you, as soon as you reach the point where both players have to formulate new answers on the fly, that's what I think people are looking at when they're looking at mid-set adaption uh, in the, in the like, most cases at least. I think there's some exceptions, but I just think it's so rare at most levels that it's not just like either people having done their homework or uh, what's it called? them being so close that it doesn't matter. And at the top, top level, it's always that they're so close. And they just always have like answers to 90 questions that the other player is throwing out. And because they have answers to so many of them, it's not that they have to figure out something new. It's just that they have to look at the screen and say, oh, you're no longer using option A. You're doing B and C instead. So it's time for me to change it up, which is different from what you're describing, I think, which is when... Uh, you do option A and you see that they beat it and instead of saying I'll do option B and C you say huh? W what do I do now? I don't know what beats option I don't know what beats what they're doing I have no idea when you're in that spot I think it's impossible to adapt no matter how like 500 5 billion IQ uh, you know like 40 chess pilled you are oh, I don't think it's yeah. possible but if you if you have like the, I guess, the blueprint already, then you can start adapting. And that's what I think is happening at the top level in almost every case. <laughs> yeah, that makes that that makes total sense. I actually, it's funny, I had a drug fox lesson recently where we talked about some of these concepts and this kind of concept of not everyone even realizes sometimes that they're in a mix-up. Per se, I have I have such an anecdote for that. Sorry for interrupting you. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Because uh, it's related. I, I was talking to Leffen, mm -hmm. and he was uniquely frustrated with me, as he can sometimes be when you play okay. him. Uh, yeah. And I I sort of knew why, but I wasn't entirely sure. Turned out that it was because I wasn't realizing that I was picking the exact same option on mm -hmm. recovery in the ditto every time from like the same spot. And he was like, bro, just do something else. <laughs> just do something else one time. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? And like, I see it and I, he does it again and points it out and I see it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stupid and then i and then i like slowly start changing it but that was the most extreme example for me when i was like holy shit i've just been doing the same response every time as if it's like you know a push and pull and not a like mm -hmm. questionnaire mm -hmm. where i can pick different things to do and uh yeah that was very funny to me i i ended up and and, and 
that's also like we were going like even on stage like as soon as we were right. on stage we were going even and it looked super competitive it's just every time he got a forward throw near the ledge i just always died every single time and maybe you don't get that forward throw that many times in the ditto but if you get it two times per set and i lose to it both times and then you do that for five years and you just yeah. always beat them every set with the same thing that is the essence of Leffen's frustration with the EU scene interesting, in general. Interesting. This is, yeah, there's this whole concept. You know, it's like there's situations that everyone knows is a mix-up. You know, they're like, it's obvious that there is, there are, yeah. you know, two or three choices you can make. And you, uh, if Falcon, okay, I mean, ignoring reaction, 10, you can't reaction. To, I don't know. Yeah. The game got patched. There's no more reaction. Yeah, you yeah. know, okay, it's obvious. Down. Uh, you got to pick a tech option, and maybe Falcon can stomp you. you. Pick the wrong one. Obviously, this is incredibly simplified, and people people kind of yeah, know that that can make up. But then there's tons of situations that people don't even realize. You know, they might have. The oh, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, let's say player, um, and they always have this start walking, and they telegraph that they're going to throw a forward smash out or something, and they never do anything different, and they always go into this yeah. walk. And they walk a little bit and they throw a forward smash. Things like that. Um, can, and I, I was, can I... Yeah, can I? Can I just point out someone who doesn't deserve this, but I need to I need to tell them for the 700th time. That's not true. I haven't told them that much, but I thought about it that many times. Professor Pro. Really? The only, the only reason I beat you in the ditto every time we play, and the only reason it looks as bad as it does, is because you do... You do a super tight dash dance every time before you approach me at the mm. same distance. And you always do normal dash dances until you're going to telegraph that you're going to attack. And you like, you go in, you do normal dash dances, and then and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I'll just in. be you. And, and yeah, oh, that's man. literally that. He doesn't this deserve like, it because he's a good yeah. player, but holy shit, that's literally the only reason. <laughs> People have these sorts of tells, you know, it's this, it's I, my favorite story about this. In game, fault the guy for this one, but this was coming at this, like my, my, this was like my first local out of COVID. And I was playing this Luigi player who admittedly was like quite good. You know, people were telling me, oh, this guy's coming up. He's pretty strong. It's a good punish game. I'm like kind of scared. Right? I'm playing him and I realized every time right before he would commit, if he wanted to commit with the wave dash in, he would always tense up. He would like... Oh. Like I could, and I realized I'm sitting next to him and I'm like, I could almost feel it. Like I could see his arm tense up. And I was like, I actually know exactly what he's going to approach. <laughs> and I just started miraculously, you know, just kidding about his approach every time. And I got more and more confident. And, and, and I, and, and as the set went on, I was, I could even, I could dash dance at ranges that are ill-advised in the matchup because you're telegraphing your wave dash in by tensing up your forearms, which, okay. It almost felt like cheating in a but you know, uh, point B. You do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. It's tournament, bro. It's you can do what you gotta do. <laughs> you so, take those. You know, and that's that's something that uh, that's something that yeah. It's especially if there's and, a if there's a quick dash dance or something, you gotta notice. And that. And, and adding on to that, like if they mm -hmm. do that and you start beating it, then they get more stressed, and their habit becomes right. harder and harder to break. Because they're so stressed that they do it more and more. It's really funny how, like, uh, self-destructive that is. Like, it might start as a small thing and then just get worse and worse the more you abuse it.
PP, have you ever felt like something I used to say on commentary like years ago? It's probably not really as true anymore. I felt like it was true at the time was that I felt like the top players, and I think Manga was pretty good at this. I think Manga was the best example of this. I felt like he was very good at taking people into mix-ups that they didn't realize they were. So he and he would yeah. beat a lot of people. I felt at the time this was like you know, let's say five gods there, twenty fourteen maybe, twenty thirteen mm-hmm. even. I felt like I would watch Mango play these people, and and you know they'd be pretty good. And I felt like he was he would kind of know there was some kind of mix-up situation going on that an adaptation, you know, could take place, and people would would be stuck in their ways because they didn't even realize. And 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 like Pip kind of alluded to, uh, you know, or, or spoke about, you know to a certain degree, it was the, the, one of the ways you break these sorts of habits or is self-vaude-review, for example. But it was yeah. just harder to do that back then. You didn't have slippy replays yeah. the way you do now. You know, you record your matches and stuff. So did you feel like this was something that you, I, I don't want to say exploited, but noticed? Yeah, and I think this is something that made mango in particular really fun to play because he would do he would not only just do these weird positions but he would do a lot of different positions like um he because he he's someone that you know like when he's even when he's messing around in friendlies he's like okay well what if i did it this different way what if i did this move or this set of things and and whatever and so he's just got like a deep bag of tricks and then he as long as he can find his way in uh, and he's really good at finding his way in, just not even like, you know, where he's playing shield pressure, but even before that, he just starts playing a bunch of different ones, and it's really fun. And and it's kind of interesting where, you know, in that time, it was really fun to watch him play M2K, because when Mango's playing his game, it looks very much like one way and very open-ended, and when M2K's playing his way, it looks like, okay, well, Mango has to pick between the, this 50-50 now, and, and and so it was, and and then there's the tension in between that sometimes, where like, mm-hmm. okay, well, who's who's gonna really, you know, have this out here, Where and and to see that kind of clash, and, and how they both kind of adjusted in the wake of that was always really interesting to me, so I still think it exists, I still think that sort yeah, of thing is out does. there, and, and, it, and, it's, mm-hmm, and it's really mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I think it I think it's about like uh again mental stack. If you're building wide like uh like Mango is in terms mm-hmm. of options, that means that you can overwhelm your opponent like slowly but surely. You're not trying to like invalidate their character or yeah. like find one way to just mechanically beat them. You're trying to make the player too stressed to like consider all their options properly. And this simplifies it a lot but i always think like the stress of figuring out how to beat two options that are really really strong is Mm. sort of like the opposite of the stress of beating a billion small options and when they play against each other it becomes a really interesting dichotomy because either the person with two strong options just runs over the other player because they're inherently more efficient at what they're doing Mm -hmm. or they slowly start crumbling and uh, they stop being able to execute that well. And that's because I think their mental stack is just like too mm-hmm. tall and they, they yeah. can't like keep everything together because there's too much to consider. And I think that like balance, it's like the difference between throwing a super strong move out or bleeding someone out slowly. And yeah. I always think the mango style, despite how flashy it can look, I think in terms of like a full set, he's a player that just bleeds you out in terms of like mental right stamina. Now. It's yeah. really funny because I was even remarking recently on a like a thing I was doing that um 
we were going back and reviewing like Mango Armada sets over the and it's really funny because when Armada would win, um, it would often just be really dominant. It would be like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. three over three one, not close. And when Mango, Mango, but anytime it was like game five and it got grindy, Mango won, won those more often than not. And, and, it's, and it's really, they would, did not look similar. It would look, yeah, Mango that, would be grinding them down. It's exactly like you said. That, that is why, I, not obviously those sets specifically, but that theme yeah. is what I've noticed and why I think that way, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, and and we're starting to see, you know, even well, obviously, oh, it still like, happens. It still happens, it, yeah. Like, it's like it just people. Yeah, it's it still happens. It's just that the level is so much higher baseline that I think most players, when they look, it all looks the same because everyone just kills everyone from one hit anyway, you know. But yeah. the difference, even if it's smaller, the philosophy is still there, and you know. There's selection pressure to maybe like optimize some things, but if Mango wants to have more options, he's going to have more options than you do, and you are gonna have to deal with that. And then it becomes like, even if he uses fewer in total than maybe back in the day, you still they're all stronger than they were before. They're all mm -hmm. slightly more refined, and if he has mm -hmm. ten of them and you use five, the same dynamic still plays out. Where you know. The yours are slightly stronger, but you have half as many of them. And then if you win, you dominate. And if you lose, you get bled out. It kind of so reminds it's... me, if you don't mind me uh, cutting in yeah. real quick. This is oh, awesome, yeah. by the way, guys. Thank you so much. So if I know you're a, a chess player. There's an old yeah. saying. I think it's Tony Miles said it. An old idea forgotten is just as good as a new idea sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. For instance, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like everybody and their mother knows that double laser from ledge is unsafe, obviously. <laughs> but... A lot of people only know that because of the meme. Like they might not know exactly why, like mm -hmm. what create, like what causes those problems. So even though it's technically solved, like someone figured out why it's not safe. If Mango pulls it out against you and you don't have that in your back pocket ready to go, it can be just as good as something that's like yeah. technically safe and better. Oh, I it's, ran it's into... better. Oh, yeah. it's better. It's yeah, absolutely. I ran into on a net play, and we played a bunch of different matchups. But then eventually we played some fox ices and i had a harder time because uh, i haven't fought a good ice climbers and you know since walton got banned and i had a harder time i was getting beaten harder by army's ices on on net play with with no wobbling than he used to beat me with wobbling legal you know we used to play struggling in stock the, uh when, when when we were playing slippy this week so you know and and it really reminded me like geez i haven't thought about this for a while and it's yeah. really different and he does these standing grabs don't i'm not ready for and the risk reward is skewed in a way that i haven't thought about in a while and it was very dis uh disconcerting in that sense so that yes 100 yeah. percent. i i actually had this exact same thing i was at a tournament uh one week ago uh traveled like eight hours there and eight hours back something night train mm -hmm. and i played my first set versus ices in uh, three years something like that i've played the manette play but i haven't played wow. an ICs in tournament in like three years and uh i lost that set except i won in that i it was game five and i should have lost but they did regular get up instead of rolling up and i won that but that was like that would have been the upset like you would have heard about it probably because it's like oh pipsqueak lost to this ISIS that's like rank eight in norway and i was like there's no wobbling there's no but what do i do against this i don't remember this i don't remember this i definitely feel that yeah uh, also 
uh, on the like double laser thing. It's just better if they don't have an answer to it because it's so easy for you to do. So if they don't have an answer, you just do it instead of ledge dashing and you want SD and you will just like get back and it's just better because you have a hitbox in front of you. So that that brings it like a very small tangent that I always think one of the most important skills that EU players have that American players don't have is that if you find something that works, we will just keep doing it mm-hmm. because you have it's mm-hmm. on you to prove that it shouldn't work. It's on you to prove that and rotating options until you find that one like wedge that you can hammer mm-hmm. down in order to win is such an important skill set that I think a lot of players like neglect. And I think sure you can like make your options like 10% better, like your tech chase consistency went up a little bit and like you, maybe you're a little bit faster neutral, but it's just as valid to just like get better at rotating between your options and finding the wedge to like hammer in against that specific player. I think a really good example of this in recent years, like probably my prime example is uh, Ginger. Ginger does side B from Lech so much, but it's good. And he's labbed it and figured out that it's good. But the reason it's good is because Lech dashing has conditioned us to play at a certain spacing and Mm -hmm. in a certain way to beat Lech dashing that is incompatible with how you beat side B. And even if it's not incompatible, the mental stack is so tall that it's like really annoying. So even if it turns out that it's not that good, it's going to beat even like really good players because it's so annoying to deal with. And that yeah. to me is like peak old tools being good again. Like everyone memes, don't side me from ledge, don't side me from ledge. One top Falco does it, labs it a little bit, you know, fucking shines, it polishes it a little bit, polishes it up and goes, oh, actually, no, never mind. Do this and then it's good again because, you know, it, it's the old wisdom coming yeah. back again. It's strong. Yeah, it's 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 even like a, even I played squid a couple times and I'd play squid and squid would just, you know, if I went to the spacing where it's easy to punish this, he would double laser. And if I got a little bit closer to the ledge, try to punch double, he would side B. And it was it was annoying to deal with it, you know. Yeah, exactly. You can kind of cover both, but it's like it's more precise than, you know, uh, than, than you might be ready for. And, and, and I think in in the key to the moment, in the if it's a tournament set. Sometimes you even kind of run, at least me, maybe this is less prepared. Obviously, I'm not like a top 100 player right now. But like, sometimes you run into these kind of options where you're like, okay, I know the answer that covers, you know, the space of of options that I'm having trouble with right now. But I haven't practiced in a while. I don't have the confidence to to do that. No, this always happens. It happens a lot, right? Okay. It it happens at every level. You can never escape this. It just, it happens for smaller and smaller situations. Uh, But (laughs) I think this highlights, I think, one of the most important things about any form of fighting game out there ever, which is that this is a situation that highlights a, like, imbalance that no one, like, ever talks about, which is how hard it is for you to do something versus how annoying it is to deal with. In that Mm -hmm. even if this is solvable, the amount of effort you have to go through to solve it, if we talk about mental stacks again, it's just so much more on your opponent. It's like, even if they practiced a part of this, 
like maybe they punish double lasers every time. Then you just start side being every time. Like all you have to do is pick the different options. The execution is just pressing two buttons. It's not difficult, you know. And the, the execution for them is like, okay, I have to dash forward and then I'm gonna CC the laser if I read it. But also maybe I should bait it and like dash forward, but then wave dash back so I can, you know, punish the side yeah, B no. instead because I'm at a better spacing. And they have to think about all of this shit. Whereas you are like, huh. I'm gonna side from ledge, or uh, oh, I'll do no. double laser this time. And that imbalance is so powerful in fighting games in general. Like, I think yeah. people talk about uh, objective strength of stuff. Like, this is, in in the game mechanically, this is the hardest thing to beat, or like, this does the most damage and stuff. But having easy execution is also such a big deal. Not just for uh -huh. consistency. Like, sure, you can SD while you ledge dash. But even if you discount that and say, like, you never SD when you ledge dash, the fear is still there, and you still have to think about it and do all the inputs and stall correctly earlier and all that. Whereas with Cyber from Ledge, you kind of just do Cyber from Ledge and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really, really great example. Awesome, uh, awesome question um, mm -hmm. uh, to oh. P-Stamp from calling in. It's super fun to talk about this sort of thing. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Really great questions today overall. PP, did you have anything else to add? Oh no, it's a good discussion all around. That that's it for me. I just wanted to thank P Stamp for the question and and good discussion. And if he had any uh, had any question or sorry, any shout outs for us on his way out today, that'd be great. The floor is well, yours. First off, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. I I love the the way this uh, whole thing is set up. The informative parts of it. Also, the portions where you guys go into tangents and it's basically just. <laughs> three guys bullshitting at a local i love that <laughs> I, i'd love to see more of that in in melee uh media um fun. as for shout outs for me i guess um shout out swedish delight mm. um hell Dolly yeah is scary and he's coming back and y'all better watch out uh and i also give shout outs to the new school of jersey melee you know b bats for cray wally mm. of course mm -hmm. um thank you so much guys this was awesome Thank you. Have a good one. Uh, thank yeah, you for thank the you question. Before anything else, uh, did you know that Swedish fish isn't Swedish? I did know that. Armada that loved I, to say mm, that. Mm, oh, I, I, I really am just Armada too. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a Swedish delight. I was like, is that like a candy or something? No, it's just not a Swedish thing. I don't, I don't understand. What, what is it with calling things Swedish that aren't Swedish? And we don't yeah. have them in Sweden, really. God damn it, you really do really? just like steal everything. <laughs> Swedish fish, Swedish delight, Polish yeah. isn't Polish. Uh, it's either the, the world, the, it's a tragedy where the world is heading now. Cultural appropriation French everywhere. Fries are, uh, French fries aren't really French, are they? <sighs> no, they're you not. You know, Tex Mex isn't Mexican. It's just, is it Texan? I think it's yeah. Texan. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, it's well, not made halfway. from Mexico. Yeah, but it's just no, their it's imitation of it. Yeah. yeah, it's just their imitation. Uh, it's not Mexican food. It's crazy. Well, I tell crazy. you what, Pipsqueak. I tell you what, man. If you want some truth, I think this is your moment to grab it. You know what I'm saying? This is your moment to ask the community anything that you could possibly ask. To get the truth out from the good people in the YouTube comments. It is time for your community voice. It could be a serious question. It could be a funny question. It could be whatever. Um, maybe you're inspired by something we talked about here today. Or there's just something you're curious about. But the floor is yours. What I have a would question. you like to ask? Yes, mm. please. Why are Europeans automatically villains? 
I'm not talking about me specifically. But what happened to make mm. Europeans the villain? There's mm. Australia right there. <laughs> They're even more of a minority that you can call villains. Mm-hmm. I don't. Why us? Can you explain? Can you explain this film? I I don't perceive Europeans as. I villains. know. I get I don't, it. Genesis I don't one. Armada was the enemy. Uh, yeah, you know, Armada was right. the guy we had, and then Leffen showed up. Obviously a villain. Well, okay, that one is easier. That one's easy to answer. That yeah, one's easier. easier. And yeah, now my epithet is also the villain. I don't know where this word. happened. I don't. Uh, I I went to LTC. And first of all, obviously, no one shares well, from me. I'm okay, just hang on, fine. hang on, hang on. I got, I got to because, because, the other two top three were Mech, who plays Falcon and is Falcon punches off stage and stuff, and then Axe, who's Axe. Dude, who's gonna cheer? So I don't care about that. I'm you cute. Had tough. You had. I could. I could be your Axe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, okay. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're right. th- this will. This will only help. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's cute. Why not? <laughs> YouTube commenters consider. Consider. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say. Uh, someone said, "Oh, Pipsqueak's the the perfect villain. He he he's like out of Die Hard, and he wears glasses, <laughs> and he's European." And I'm like, "What does this you, mean?" You got to get back off Reddit, man. You got to get off Reddit. This was on There's Twitter. Blocks? They no, added me. The, the other they blocks? added me during the tournament oh, before no. top eight, and they're like, "This top eight is so cool. Mech is the the hero, the protagonist, and Pipsqueak's the perfect villain. He's like right out of Die Hard. European <laughs> looks like Armada." I'm like, "What? What is going on? Have what you am seen I Die Hard? Here? Have you seen Die Hard? When I was when I was a kid, yeah, <laughs> but okay. not not recently. Um, I don't want to out of spite. I could have watched Die Hard after that comment, but out of spite, I decided to never ever watch that movie. Now I don't the, need to know. Uh, okay. What is that name? What is that guy's name? Hans Gruber. Who's the fucking dude? That villain is fucking sick. I love. I love <laughs> the bad guy. Then. So at least so you're I cool. would take it as a, I would take it as a compliment. Um, well, no, I, I you, know who, you know who it is. It's 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 Al, it's Alan Rickman. Um, yeah. Snape, <laughs> and he's <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. And he's I, awesome. I, I watch so, other movies with him. Okay, yeah, Alan. But I, I, yeah. I've avoided Die Hard. Actually, I have seen Die Hard. I just oh, forgot. But yeah, no. Uh, I've ran with the epithet. It's just I'm noticing a sort of like theme, yeah. you could say. And I'm worried because on my end, I think it's really funny. I think oh, it's it super really funny. funny. You, I mentioned yeah. it earlier. You were like, oh, you're scary because I'm like, they'll hate me for something. I remember what it was. But like, that fuels me to some degree. I think it's really funny when I'm just a guy from yeah. the EU and people are like, oh, no, Pipsky's going to do this. Oh, no, I, I, he comes to the US. You know, like, I think that's super funny. But uh-huh. if Solo Battle comes to the US and is automatically the villain, I don't want to stand for that. He doesn't right. deserve that. He's just chill. You got to draw well, a line somewhere. I will say, I will say anecdotally, Professor Pro has never been the villain. Have you seen his PM set, the Snake Ditto? Have you ever seen more I of a villain? Che- well, also, I was cheering for him. One I clip was def- gets excited I was 100% for his cheering for Pro. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. However, he's also not European. 
Oh, here we go. Okay, well, <laughs> this piece out the fight okay, everywhere. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why you're called the villain. That's weird. That's strange. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it is just because you're European. I know there is what no other continent reason. is the United Kingdom? You have to give it. Rather, he's European, but he's not an EU player. Ah, uh, that's true. He's not that EU. Is that is the is distinction. True. They Brexited. They did Brexit, they and. Did Brexit. Uh, 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 yeah, that means okay, there you I'm go. under no obligation to defend Professor Pro yeah. in this. He yeah. can be the hero if he wants, but he yeah. does not represent me and my history. That's so okay, so funny. this it, is it fair to rebrand this question as why are you the villain? Because I, I think I'm the viewers, I think the YouTube viewers. Man, yeah. if, you, if you were gonna rebrand it like that, doesn't that make it sound like I intentionally avoided phrasing oh, it oh, like no, that? Oh, no, okay, right. So that would be, yeah, that would be weird. You wouldn't want, yeah. you yeah, wouldn't that want would all that weird. attention. You wouldn't want all that attention. So, yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. make it about Europeans overall. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think yeah. so. I think that's the play. And I'm happy you see my perspective on this. You've really always trying. been my favorite top player. <laughs> yeah, and right. For reasons like this, you have the intelligence right. to make quick uh -huh. judgments. Yes. And I really respect that about you, PP. Right. I really hope our villainous alliance uh, stays strong. And um, yeah, this is beautiful. I, I really think we just, we ended here. I don't think it gets any yeah. better than this. Uh, Pipsqueak, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, good luck to the really conference. Figuring out and how have to a safe flight. Safe travels. Yeah. I'm leaving in like to the airport in like four or five hours and I haven't packed cool. anything at all yet. So, you know, it's yeah. about to spend five hours packing, make sure I get everything. And, you know, this has been amazing. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've wanted to be on this for like five months or something. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember you. I remember you asked me in a DM once, do you want to be on? I'm like, yes. And mm. then nothing happened because i went back to the eu and timing ah, didn't allow for it and i was yeah. like god damn it we timing. got you and now we got you you got me and this has been amazing and you know i'm gonna go relax some get some packing done eat some food and you know it's 2 a.m so maybe i should quiet down a little bit maybe thankfully little unlike the us our houses are built well our apartments are built well mm. and my mm. i can speak at a good volume without it leaking around because you know our infrastructure is a little bit better and with oh, that be so funny it'd be so funny if someone knocked on his door right now <laughs> hey um anyway we'll see you next week bye this is radio melee signing out bye, bye.